Have you ever had that feeling that you've just fallen out of love with your business? It's not what it was when you started. You don't have the same passion. And work starts to feel like a chore instead of something you're passionate about. Well, I'm here to help you ignite that spark and fall back in love with your business on this special Valentine's Day episode of the Serve Skill Sword podcast. So if you're ready to get spicy and ready to fall back in love with your business, let's jump on in. Welcome to the Serve, Scale, Soar podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping service-based entrepreneurs scale their online business to five-figure months so they can soar into six-figure years. Your host, Brandy, is a wife, mom, and in less than one year, created a six-figure business. And now she is spilling all her secrets so you can too. Welcome back to another episode of the Serve Scale Store podcast. My name is Brittany Miles and I am your host. And if you are a longtime listener, welcome, welcome, welcome back, my friend. I'm beyond excited you're here. And if you're brand spanking new, welcome. I hope to be your new BFF podcast and that you tune in every single Tuesday for a new episode of the podcast where I am dropping no fluff down to the action steps ways to grow and scale your service-based business. And so today, just like all other episodes, we're getting down to a proven step-by-step path of helping you fall back in love with your business. And some of you may be listening to this and you just don't feel the same passion that you used to have for your business. And first off, I would just want to like let you know that's normal. It's not uncommon to fall out of love with your business at one point. And it's also something we have to work at to keep that spark lit because entrepreneurship is such a roller coaster. It's an emotional roller coaster that we choose to put ourselves through. And with that means there comes times of where we don't love it, but it doesn't mean we can't get back to loving it. I always think of it as a marriage. Like you always hear like the seven year itch and things like that, where there's times where you're like so in love with your partner. You're so like just all about each other. And then there's other times in your marriage where things are hard and they take work and you have to work at them to get better so you can fall back in love with your spouse. And so your business is just like that. We have times that we don't love it. We have times that we don't feel passionate about it. We have times where we kind of like just want to ignore it and pretend like it's not there or the fact that it's just something convenient that brings in a paycheck each and every single month. But one of the best parts about entrepreneurship is that we actually get to love what we do. And a lot of us either were working to leave our nine to five, you've already left your nine to five because you wanted to not only have something that gave you more freedom and flexibility, but you also wanted to love what you're doing. You didn't want to have a joyless job that you clocked in and out of every single day. So what do we do when we find ourselves in this rut of not loving our business anymore? Well, I'm going to go through three most common things that I see when entrepreneurs tell me like, I don't want to do my business anymore. I'm not in love with it. I think I'm going to throw in the towel. It usually comes to three reasons. And then I'm going to give you a step-by-step framework of how to overcome these. And I also want you to know, entrepreneurship is not for everyone. And I'm never going to be someone that says you completely failed because you decide 
that you don't want to have this business anymore. You want to go back to a nine to five. That is totally up to you. There's no shame in that. There's so much honor in having a nine to five, just like there's so much honor in being an entrepreneur. And so what I want you to know is before you decide to quit or anything like that, go through this evaluation. See if it's really that you've just fallen out of love with something or if it's really not meant for you. But whatever you choose, that's your decision and that is perfectly fine for you. So when it comes to falling out of love with your business, I usually see three things come up for people. And maybe yours breaks down into multiple ones of these. Maybe it's a combination. Maybe it's just one. But these are the three main ones that I've found after working with thousands of service-based entrepreneurs. The first one's overwhelm. They're just in a constant state of overwhelm and they don't want to be overwhelmed anymore. They want something that's like just easy. And so overwhelm usually comes from a few different places. One is lack of boundaries. And that can be with people, time, there's a lot. And we can go into these when we get to the step-by-step plan. But overwhelm comes up a lot. And people just are done being overwhelmed, which is totally understandable. So when we look at overwhelm, Is it because the systems? Is it because of boundaries? Is it because you're taking on clients that you shouldn't be taking on? Is it because you're trying to say yes to everything? There's a lot of ways that we can cut overwhelm without cutting our business. So overwhelm's the first one that I see. The second one I see is they just don't like what they're doing anymore. They don't like the services they're offering. Maybe they don't like the people they're working with. And so when it comes to that one, what do you like? And we can talk about this. The great thing about being a service provider and having your own business is you can always pivot to something else. I spend a lot of time doing a lot of things. Funnels, email marketing, Pinterest, organic social media, you name it, I was doing it. And then it took me trying a lot of things to get to ads. And then I love doing ads. And there was a period where I didn't love doing ads anymore. And now I'm back to where I love it. So we go through these phases as well of maybe we don't like our service right now or maybe we're bored with it and we want to learn something else or we think that we're stuck because this is what you're known for. But the best thing about entrepreneurship that's very different than a nine to five is that you can change and only you get to decide and you don't have to wait around on someone to approve you to move to a new position. And so that's the second reason a lot of people I see falling out of love with their business. They've just, they don't like what they're doing anymore and they don't feel like they can change. So overwhelm, they don't like the services they're offering anymore. And then the third one that usually comes up is they're not hitting their goals. And they don't say, Brandy, like I fell out of love with my business because I'm not hitting my goals. But when we boil it down, that's what it comes down to is they're not hitting their goals and they're just sick of setting these goals and never reaching them whether that's revenue goals, client goals, discovery call goals, whatever it is, they're just not hitting their goals, which is super freaking frustrating. And you get to a point where you're like, am I even right for this? Am I even cut out for this? And we have to identify where is that coming from and look at real numbers of why you're not hitting your goals. And then we can break it down from there. So those are the three main ways that I see people fall out of love with their business is overwhelm, They don't like their services and they're not hitting your goals. And maybe you're listening right now, shaking your head to one of these and you're like, yes, that one is me. You have hit the nail with the hammer. Is that what it's called? 
and you know exactly which one of these. Maybe you're like, dang, it's a combination of one, two, maybe all three of these. And this is why I'm just not in love with my business anymore. So how can we change that? You're not ready to give up on your business. You're ready to fall back in love. Well, the first step that we have to do in this process is we have to seek clarity. We have to see like what is the real underlying reason. And some of you may be able to hit it like right away. Like you're like, I just hate my services. Like I just don't like them. (laughs) And it may be easy. Some of you may take a little bit more time to figure out like what is really causing this. And so the first step of step one, seek clarity, is to make a pro and con list. I think about when I used to be like a middle schooler and there was a boy and you'd make a pro and con list of why he would be a good boyfriend or not. (laughs) And you'd say like this or that. And then the same thing with picking colleges, pro and con list. And so what I want you to do is make a pro and con list. What do you love about your business and what don't you love about your business? And let's see what comes up for you and actually spend time doing this. You can do it on a digital board like um, ClickUp's whiteboard feature, I think it is. You can do this on a piece of paper where you just write them down. You can do this on a physical whiteboard. It doesn't matter how you do this. Just do this and make a list of all the things you love about your business and all the things you don't. And one thing you may see is a trend. There may be a trend in one side or the other that shows you like, oh, this is exactly why I've been so frustrated. Or maybe it's a trend of, wow, I love all this stuff about my business, but I'm only actually spending like 10 minutes a week doing this. And we need to decide like, how can you do more of that? So we want to make that pro and con list and start looking for areas of growth and areas of change that you can make to fall more in love with your business. And then we want to reflect on why did you even start your business in the first place? Because sometimes we start our business for one goal. Like for me, it was to make sure that we had enough money for diapers and formula. Like that was literally my goal. And once I surpassed that, you can kind of get in this rut of like, well, where do I go from here? I've hit my goal. And I experienced this big time once we hit million. I was like, well, where do we go from here? Like this was my big goal, but what's next? And so you have to seek and figure out, like, why did I start? What was the reasons? Was it really just the financial or was it something else? So then when I look at that deeper, it's, oh, actually, I started it so I could create a ton of memories with my family on these vacations that were stress-free. So when's the last time we've been on one of those vacations? When's the last time I've done that? So if we can go back and break down why did you start your business and go three layers deep on that, There's a lot of power in seeing like, oh, I started this business and now I can see that I hit my revenue goals, but like that really underlying goal that I had, I haven't actually been doing it or taking action on it. So it's a great place to go back and revisit. Why did you even start this business in the first place? And then what do you think is the real reason? Like get really real with yourself. Why do you think this like lack of luster has come up with your business? When did it start? Can you identify like the month, the week, the day that you really started falling out of love with your business? And then the other thing that I like to think about with this is, is it really work-related or is it personal? Because this goes both ways, my friends. Whatever's going on in your life goes on in your business. Whatever goes on in your business goes on in your life. 
there's no way to separate those two because we're human. And when you have your own business, it creeps into part of your life. But if something's not working in your life, it can be reflected in your business. And then there's some people who overcompensate. I'm one of those. If one area isn't going well, I overcompensate in the other area. So maybe you're feeling this overwhelmed because something's not going right in your personal life. Maybe it's something with your kids. Maybe it's something with your health. Maybe it's something with your marriage. Maybe it's something with finances. And something's not going right. So you're overcompensating in work, which is causing overwhelm. So we have to identify, like, is this really a work thing? Or is this streaming from a personal matter? And so those are some questions you can ask yourself to seek clarity, which is step one of this process of falling back in love with your business is just figuring out like, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? What do I not like? What do I like? Is this really streaming from work? Is it something deeper? And so taking this time to sit down and journal and really get to the bottom of this is a really important step that a lot of people skip. I would take it 30 minutes to an hour to really sit down and focus on the step one. Then once you have step one, you're more likely to be able to identify, okay, this is overwhelmed. I don't like the services. I'm not hitting my goals. And from there, we can create a plan for change. So step two is create a plan for change. So an example is if you decide it's overwhelmed, like it's just I'm saying yes to everyone. My prices aren't high enough. I don't have any systems in place. I have no boundaries. I'm just doing all the things all the time. Then how can we change this? How can we get some systems set up? And this doesn't mean you have to tackle everything at once. Systems can be overwhelming in themselves, but we can keep it really easy. So what's the easiest system that you could set up right now to give you that little win that's going to help you cut some overwhelm? I always say a solid onboarding system is always the place to start if you don't already have one. Or maybe you just realize that you're working with a client that's draining the life out of you. What would it look like if you focus on marketing your business, finding a new client that replaced that one and letting that one go? What would that look like? What would you need to do? Maybe you need to send out a blast to all your clients setting new boundaries for the new year or the halfway part depending on when you're listening to this. And so we can always set boundaries. We can always create systems. We can always clean our plate of overwhelm and restart. So right now, if you're feeling that overwhelm, identify where that's coming from, and then let's create a plan to clean our plate of overwhelm and re-put things on our plate. And this time we're going to put less things on our plate. Or maybe some of this overwhelm is actually coming from trying to juggle being a mom and having a business. And so maybe you need to just ask for more help at home. Maybe there could be someone you could hire to help when it comes to like house cleaning. Maybe you can do a meal prep delivery service. Or maybe dinner is just stressing you the F out. And on Sundays, you can sit down and make a plan and, you know, get that taken care of. And so that's what was really stressing me out. And it was causing a lot of overwhelm in my business because I'd get done working and then be like, oh my gosh, now my brain's fried because I've been working all day. And now I have to decide what's for dinner. And then we're going to have to cook it. And it caused so much overwhelm. And that's when I decided to clear my plate of overwhelm and rebuild it. So every Saturday, I create a grocery list and I create our meal plan for the week. I print out all the recipes. I do the grocery list. Sunday, we go grocery shopping. And then I hand all the recipes with the day of the week 
over to Austin and he knows to have dinner ready by five. And I know that not all of you can have a spouse make dinner, but like you can do freezer meals. And sometimes that overwhelms coming from other places than our business, but we feel like it's our business because our business is what's holding our brain hostage all day as we're working. And then at the end of the day, we're in decision fatigue. So how can we create a plan for change? If you don't like your services, is there a service you would like to try? Can you get inspiration from listening to some podcasts, reading some books, checking out some new courses? Maybe you want to learn how to run Facebook ads. That's what I did. I didn't love doing Pinterest anymore and I was looking for something else. I listened to a podcast and heard them talking about Facebook ads. And I was like, I could try this. I haven't tried it. I could give it a go. I could see if it works. I'll pay $3,000 for this course. And then if I get three clients at $1,000 a month, I've made my money back. And I was okay with that. And so then I jumped into Facebook ads and I loved it. But I had also before that taken courses on Pinterest and thought I loved Pinterest and then decided like it was one of my least favorite things in the world. So when it comes to really getting clear, create a plan for change. So if you don't like your service you're offering, What's something new you can offer to try to find something you do love doing? Okay, and then if you're not hitting your goals, how can we create a plan to hit your goals? A lot of times we set goals without actually knowing the action that is required to hit them. This is why in Skill Store, we have a calculator that helps you like calculate how many discovery calls, what your prices need to be, and all that based on what your goals are. It's not just like, hey, here's my goal. It's like, okay, this is the things that will need to change. This calculator shows you how many discovery calls do you need to do each month? How many clients do you need? How much do you need to be charging? And so if we're not hitting our goals, let's set smaller goals and work backwards and figure out the action that needs to take place in order to hit those goals instead of having goals with no action attached. And so how can we create a plan for change for that? Well, let's work backwards. Let's set smaller goals. Instead of going zero to 10,000, let's do zero to 1,000. Let's celebrate that goal. Then let's do one to 3,000. And let's use resources that show us what action we need to take in order to hit those. And instead of focusing on the revenue goal, let's focus on the action goal. So these are some ways that you can create a plan for change. So we talked about the first step is seek clarity. Why am I feeling this way? Two is create a plan for change based on what you found in your clarity. And three is take action ASAP towards your new plan. So this is something that you need to start like taking action right away. Because once you go through the clarity, you're going to start feeling those endorphins. You're going to start feeling better. Then you're going to create this plan for change. You're super excited. You're like, yes, we're going to do things different. But then you have to take action towards that right away. Or that feeling starts to fade and you don't have those quick wins to keep the endorphins going. So this is where I would make a plan to do something in the next 24 hours. Something small that's attainable. Maybe it's getting this action plan into ClickUp with dates. Because I always say if it doesn't have a date, it doesn't get done. Maybe it's setting those smaller goals. Maybe it's I'm going to email this client about this. Like you're setting small, small goals. Sometimes we think we need these big goals, but like emailing a client, setting new boundaries, that's a big win. And so we want to take our first win and our first action step within 24 hours. Then we want to have another one within 72 hours. Then we want to have one each week that moves us towards this. And we want to put these inside our ClickUp, Asana, Trello, whatever you use, with a date. 
And so we're actively working for this. You're creating a project plan that's going to move you forward and falling back in love with your business. And I know that sounds like, wow, Brittany, that does not sound spontaneous or anything. But guess what? Falling back in love is not always spontaneous. Falling in love the first time can be super spontaneous. Falling in love the second time takes work. And it's so worth it when you do it. And so we're going to create a project plan on how you're going to fall back in love based on the action plan you created in step two. Now we're going to take action on it and we're going to get wins fast. And so when you can go through these three steps, which is seek clarity, create a plan and take action, you'll fall back in love with your business. And guess what? You may do this and think that services are really the issue and change your services and find yourself back here in three months. Come back, listen to the episode, go through the steps again, and you can always re-fall in love with your business. It takes time, sometimes longer than other, and it takes working a plan and actively working on it to fall back in love with your business. But always worth it in the end. So I can't wait to see you fall back in love with your business. Let me know on the Instagram, in the DMs, your biggest takeaway and what you think is the reason you're not loving your business right now. Is it overwhelm? You don't like the services you're offering or you're not hitting your goals? No judgment here. I just love to hear and help you out and move forward with your business so you can go out and serve your clients, scale your business and soar into the success you deserve. Happy Valentine's Day, my friends, and I'll chat next week. Thanks again for tuning in to the Serve, Scale, Soar podcast with your host, Brandy. If you loved our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.